Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. Join me every week on the Unforgettable Luncheon as we discuss topics in the nerd world like gaming, comics, cartoons, and whatever else may cross my mind. You can find me on the socials as SteamedHams81 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. And check out Steamed Hams Merchatorium, the link to which will be in the description of this podcast. The Unforgettable Luncheon, nerd comedy at its okayest. Superman, the Man of Steel, the last son of Krypton, undefeatable good guy. What do you do when your sales are declining because your character just gets boring? Do you get him married? Do you give him a sidekick that everyone will eventually hate? Do you make him wear his underwear inside his pants? No, you kill him. Today, we're talking about the death of Superman on The Unforgettable Luncheon. Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. I hope you're ready for an unforgettable luncheon. Back in the year of our calendar, 1992, sales for Superman had been declining. What with the fact that the dude was like the Grimace, nothing could kill him. Except the kryptonite condom, according to the movie Mallrats. Side note, why hasn't any villain tried that yet? Oh, right, Comics Code Authority. The creative team for Superman, which included legends such as Dan Jurgens, Louise Simonson, uh, Roger Stern, Jerry Ordway, and Carl Kessel, had been looking for a way to bump sales. A storyline in which Clark Kent and Lois Lane got married was postponed to coincide with a similar storyline on the show Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, Sunday nights at 7 on ABC. Don't know why they did that. It's not like the comic was modeled after the show. It was the other way around. You know, get them hitched in the comic, then on the show. It's fun. While discussing replacement stories, Jerry Ordway joked about just killing Superman. I mean, sales have been down, people taking old soups for granted. You know, why not see what happens when you take them away? Well, they wanted to shock people with the fact that Superman is not invincible. Um, again, did we forget about Kryptonite? The thing that literally kills him. I guess they did. The Death of Superman storyline was published across various Superman titles. Yes, he had various titles. Along with Justice League of America and Green Lantern. So you really had to do some looking to get that next part. We're going to get to that mess in a minute. The Death of Superman kicks off with Action Comics number 684 in December 1992 and continues through the other Superman titles along with Justice League America number 69. Nice. A creature called Doomsday escapes from an underground bunker and quickly kicks the Justice League's ass. Superman shows up, and they start fighting while traveling across the country. Kind of like Liam and Noel Gallagher on a road trip. You know, my wife told me to stop making Oasis jokes. I said maybe. During the fight, Doomsday sees a commercial for a wrestling match in Metropolis. He decides he needs to really head to Metropolis, I guess, for that wrestling match. And, of course, Superman follows, because what's Superman going to do? Oh, he's on to Metropolis. I'll get him in a little bit. Nope. 
Supergirl shows up to help, but is promptly knocked the fuck out with one punch. They, of course, make it to Metropolis and continue to beat the shit out of each other in front of the Daily Planet. Because why not exactly there? The two hit each other hard enough at the same time to kill each other, like two boxers delivering a knockout blow at once. Superman dies in Lois' arms, fade to black. What? Superman's dead? No way! I gotta find out what happens next! The next arc, Funeral for a Friend deals with the aftermath of Superman's death. Everyone comes to his funeral, be it heroes mourning their compatriot's death, to villains just checking to make sure he is, in fact, dead. Because, you know, you just got to make sure he's not pulling a trick on you. To Bill and Hillary Clinton, because stay topical, folks. A genetics lab called Project Cadmus yoinks Superman's body from the grave to try and clone him. Because that's a great idea, you know. Clone him, but, you know, don't raise him with the morals that his parents did. And, you know, I don't know, maybe make an accidental destructive killing machine? We're not sure. But, of course, Lois Lois Lane and Supergirl show up and they get the damn body back. Because, well, that's supposed to be buried. He's dead. Let him him be dead. Respect the dead. No, we're going to clone Superman. Own someone useful like Bruce Campbell. Crime is rampant in Metropolis because Superman isn't around to stop like 12 crimes in five minutes anymore. A bunch of different costume heroes rise up to defend Metropolis, including a team funded by Lex Luthor, but yeah, they can't keep up with all the crime because everyone's doing crimes now because they're not afraid of Superman. Also, seriously, how are Metropolis and Gotham City, like, so ridden with crime? I mean, even with, like, them knowing Batman exists in Gotham, it's like, I'm going to do crimes because he isn't going to get to me. And then the next thing you know, Batman whoops his ass. Hey, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Jonathan Kent, Superman's pops on Earth, has a heart attack. And while in in a coma, runs into Clark in the afterlife and is like, Get your behind back down there to Earth. No son of mine is dying when the world needs saving. And they battle demons who are trying to steal uh, Superman to the afterlife for good. And it turns out they weren't good angels. They were evil demons. So they beat the demons back with a shovel. I'm not even kidding. He gets armed with a shovel. Meanwhile, back in Metropolis... The reign of the Superman arc starts. Four men claiming to be Superman show up. John Henry Irons, an inventor who crafts a suit of Superman armor and calls himself Steel. And yes, this is the very same Steel they made a movie out of starring Shaquille O'Neal. For those of you who've seen it, I'm sorry. And Shaq, seriously? Stick to comedy because you were actually funny in Grown Ups. On the other hand, you just weren't good in this. Also, Kazam. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Kazam. Superboy, a teenage clone of Superman from Project Cadmus, uh, while he had Superman's powers, of course, he's a teenager. He's brash and impulsive. So what they basically made was a super-powered teenage boy probably going through puberty. Whose bright idea was that? Yes, superpowered teenager. 
Good idea. The Eradicator, an alien taking on Superman's form with most of Superman's powers. But instead of his cool heat vision, he actually does wear a visor that kind of looks like safety glasses. You know? And uh, he shoots energy from his hands instead. Um, as he tried to use Superman's body as a template, he absorbed some of his memories. Um, so he believed he was, in fact, Superman. Um, that's not the only person that that's happened to. Of course, lastly, there was Cyborg Superman. He was an astronaut who held a grudge against Superman after he was saved from a solar flare that killed the rest of his uh, uh, spatial crew. You know, while Steel and Superboy were disproven to be the real Superman, Eradicator and Cyborg Superman seemed to be the real deal. Eradicator had stolen um, Superman's body and placed it in a regeneration matrix chamber in the Fortress of Solitude. Or Mr. Superman no here right now. Uh, of course, using the energy that he had stored up to fuel himself. Um, the energy that was stored up within Superman. He was kind of using like a battery to uh, continue fueling his existence and powers. So, Cyborg Superman joins forces with Mongol, another Superman Green Lantern villain who plans to replace Earth cities with... Uh, these things called engine cities to recreate his home world. At this point, Superman has been revived, but is powerless. Now clad in a black costume and a mullet, a mullet which he'd keep for a while after this whole storyline is over. I mean, it was the 90s after all, throw a mullet on a guy and hey, he's, he's, you know, 90s. He travels to Coast City, which had been replaced with Engine City, to battle Mongol and Cyborg Superman. Green Lantern shows up and very, very understandably pissed off that his home, his hometown of Coast City had been destroyed. Whoops, Mongol's ass. Superboy stops a nuke from destroying Metropolis to make way for a second Engine City. And Cyborg Superman tries to use kryptonite gas on the original recipe Superman, but Eradicator blocks him. While the gas kills Eradicator and Cyborg Superman because it destroys all his Kryptonian parts, meaning he's no longer a cyborg and he's useless, um, it kind of like evolves or filters through him and Superman gets hit with this and gets his powers back. Bad guys are defeated. The end. He now has a mullet for like the next year. Now see, this was a huge event even garnering, like, mainstream media attention. You don't get that for comic books. You really never have. Okay, this is a big deal. This is basically how I found out beforehand that Superman was dying. I mean, people were just clamoring for these issues. They figured, you know, this is a big event. In, like, five years' time, this is going to be uh, worth some money. Because in the 90s... <laughs> in the 90s... Uh, comic book companies had caught wind to the whole speculator boom and started making variant covers, polybagged issues, things of that nature. So collectors were thinking, I want to get this comic because it's going to be worth money, more than the $1.50 the cover price is. But I have to keep in pristine condition, so I have to buy a second copy to make sure I can read it and know what's going on so I can make money off the other one. Now, I did buy into that as a kid, I won't lie, um, but at the same time, it got out of hand. 
because the issues with the parts of the death of Superman arc were coming out weekly because they were all in different um, titles. The one week apart would come out, but then the following with the next part came out, the back issues would promptly be put in some stores in a back issue bin to where some of the back issues were obviously more expensive uh, because they were older, they were worth money. But a week old issue being like $10, $15, I paid for that. My dad found out, was not happy. Now, he wasn't not happy with me. He understood I wanted to get the comic. But he also knew that I was too young to figure out that paying $15 for a comic that's a week old was not the best decision. So we go to return it, and my dad has a long chat with the uh, with the proprietor. He was not happy. Of course, I did not go home with that comic. Um, and me being a kid at the time, I didn't have a whole lot of money. I didn't really earn an allowance per se. Um, so I got the comics as they, as I could. So I eventually, I have the first issue of the death arc, the issue where he dies. Actually, my parents bought me two of those. They bought me the one in the cool black bag with the, um, bloody Superman logo on it. And then they bought me a regular issue so that I could read and see what happened to Superman. I got a couple of the funeral for a friend special issues. I got this other one that I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but it was like it was like a one shot that showed a bunch of these heroes rising up that were just different little vignettes. And I remember it being signed by, uh, I believe, the artist Kurt Swan, who side fact actually when he died, his will suggest his will had instructed that he be cremated, his ashes mixed into ink, and. An issue of Superman printed with his remains. That is some morbid shit right there. Okay. I got like three of the Reign of the Superman openers. The only one I didn't get was Steel. Um, the one where Superman battles uh, the ghosts in the afterlife. And then the issue where he comes back. That's about it. Now, I eventually did get the collected edition of the Death Arc. The, the, all the issues where he was fought Doomsday and was killed. Um, but that's about it. I actually had that ruined years ago by, um, a bit of a disaster in my, in my parents' house. So I happened to come upon it at a comic shop earlier this year. And my wife's like, go ahead. You need to get that. So shout out to my wife for going to a comic book store and letting me buy whatever the hell I want. <laughs> now, they did have a Super Nintendo game called The Death and Return of Superman, which basically went through this entire arc, but it was like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. I did play it for a little bit. I believe I did get my hands on it through a rental, if I remember right. And it was fun. It was tough, but it was fun. And anybody who knows me knows I do enjoy the side-scrolling beat-em-up genre, along with the hack and slashes, you know, coming uh, behind a close third, well, a close third to, well, the light gun games. I always love the real gun games. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, that game was fun. I still have a lot of the comics. Uh, they're sitting in a footlocker in my house. I one day have to go through and organize that footlocker with my collectibles. I have boxes of comics upstairs. I have to go through. I mean, I had to quit my, my comic, uh, 
have it years ago when my favorite comic shop had shut down because the owner sold it. There's another shop I like to go to, but it's just I don't have the chance to get there that often. And if you let me loose in that place, yeah, I would not have money to pay bills. So, yeah. While the collector boom has taken a nosedive, you know, I still keep these for sentimental value. And, you know, I will crack open my footlocker on occasion, dig them out and read them for nostalgia back when the comics were cool. And to see all the awesome ads from back in the day, you know. Holy crap, this Mortal Kombat game is coming out. Well, Superman's death rocked us all. But like any good comic character, he didn't stay dead. I think the only one that still stays dead is Uncle Ben. Superman is a legend within the comics. Uh, He's still going on strong 30 years later. And I hope they don't try a stunt like this again, you know, because, I mean, once is enough... Oh, wait, that's right, they did. Batman versus Superman. Did you learn nothing, DC? Well, that's it for another unforgettable luncheon. I hope a good time was had by all. You can catch me on Twitter, or as it's called, X, Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube, along with now TikTok as SteamedHams81, and on Facebook as The Unforgettable Luncheon. Also, check out my merch store, Steamed Ham's Merchtorium, the links to all of which are are in the description of this podcast. I'm your host, Steamed Ham's. Join me next week when the topic will be something nerdy.